Hello and welcome to Logistically Difficult. I'm James Barr. And I'm Martin Joseph. And together we are Logistically Difficult. <laughs> Get fucked. This is the LGBTQ plus podcast where we attempt to answer the question, would a queer love island be that logistically difficult? James, are you loving Casa Ramor? I cannot. I'm just so, like, I have so many feelings. I've got so many thoughts, so many thoughts. There's a lot to talk about today. There's a lot happening. A lot of it is relatable to the LGBTQ plus journey. The guys, though, straight men, what is wrong with you? Don't you pretend like this is behavior you have not committed yourself. It's not the behavior. It's the, it's the language. It's the body language. It's everything. It's the nice one, lad. Yeah, get in there. Get in there, my son. Uh... <laughs> Oh, good job. Job done. Job done. Job uh, done. That nice was cuddle. The... Yeah, good cuddle. Good cuddle. <laughs> but I think it's repression. I mean, we can get into it later. I think oh, they're, they're all so just a little it's repressed. so you know? that. It's definitely that. It's very that. I just, I just don't get it. Like, you're not putting up a fence, Hugo. You haven't just built some flat pack furniture. <laughs> You've just kissed Alex. It's not good job. Good job. Job done. What is it? He said, yeah, it's not job done. What the fuck is that? I know, but for her, it kind of is job done. She's like, phew, I'm in the villa. Like, right, she's that's like, the only reason that she's like, making she out with Hugo. She should have said job done. She should have been like, thank God. Okay, I, <laughs> I got, like, who is the poor Irish girl? I feel terrible for her. She's not even in it. I don't even know who that is. I didn't know there was an Irish girl. There's an Irish girl with like a little, she's like the, the shortest one with like a little blonde choppy bob. And she, she came in with the other girls, but I only saw her as she came in and I haven't really seen her since. I can't believe you just fat shamed someone's bob. A chubby bob. <laughs> I said a choppy bob. A choppy? Oh, I'm sorry. Like it's like sharp. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James, well, we have some guests on with us. Um, but just to let you guys know, we recorded this before last night's episode aired. So we're not talking about last night's episode, okay? But James, why don't you let them know who we got on the podcast today? <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. Today, we welcome Shivani Dave from the amazing Mermaids podcast, She Said, They Said, and journalist Benji Potter. Today on Logistically Difficult, we welcome two of my favorite people. We are welcoming Shivani Dave from the amazing Mermaids podcast, She Said, They Said, and she's a journalist, ladies and gentlemen, Benji Potter. Hey. <laughs> How you doing? Hey, guys. We're so happy to have you here. And there's a lot to talk about. Casa Amor. How are we all feeling? Are we thrilled? Are we excited? Where are we? <laughs> go for it okay so i just like chaos <laughs> <laughs> yes me too and i'm just gonna leave that there no i love that because they said what they said and also chaos when straight people are involved is is like more fun <laughs> the thing about love island that i just never understand is like why have straight people not learned how to communicate with each other oh hey i'm not straight but come on it's not it's not a straight people thing you know I think we can be just as bad and listen like Casa I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be defending the current Love Island all the way <laughs> oh please let's get rid of him <laughs> kick him out the zoom <laughs> I think the boys are playing Casa more fantastically this is the point of the show the girls like crack on this is the point of like having new people in there you know this is the point of the show benji though i've got to stick up for shivani's point just there like hugo kissing alex and then going job done like that's not communicating that's bad communi but i think like 
Okay, so I think of Love Island as straight people's RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. That's the, <laughs> right. that's the comparison that I have in my head. And I think that it's there have been enough seasons of Love Island and it's like fully ingrained in our culture enough now for it to be a game and for it to be a tactical one. So I fully see what Benji's saying there with the fact that they are playing the game a little bit. Mm. But it feels a little bit mean. It does, but the girls knew what they were signing up for. And I think there is an element of, here's my point, that they they were like, well, we're just going to sit around and we're all going to sleep outside and we're not going to play the game. And so they kind of only have themselves to blame for the producers being like, oh, we're sending you a postcard. Like, because <laughs> they, they, they basically went, we're not going to give you any content for a day. And they didn't. They didn't give us any content. It was all the Casa Moore house. It wasn't any of the real villa. And they gave us nothing for a day. And those poor five, six boys that went in there were just sitting around like, are you going to talk to Chloe next? Are you going to talk to Chloe next? Because there's nothing for them to do. I, oh, my heart bleeds for them. I am thrilled about the postcard. And that <laughs> last night's episode was the TV gold I have been waiting for all season. They knew the postcard was coming and yet they were still so upset about it. This is what I didn't understand. The postcard comes, they know that they're going to see pictures of what's happening in Casa Moore. So how could they get so upset? Especially Kaz, <laughs> because she'd been with Tyler for one whole day. Right. She'd like, known him for one whole day, which is apparently like a year in Love Island time. But yeah, I thought I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, and, and quite how, hot as well. How do you feel? What do you mean hot? <laughs> well, just seeing all those boys kind of cracking on. I oh mean... God, oh. cracking on. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so uncomfortable. Yeah, that's the kind of language they use, isn't it? They're like crack on. What do you think of um, Jake like whipping all the other boys up and making making them sort of like he's like living vicariously through them, right? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, people are saying Jake's a snake and I think I'm too naive because this is the f this series is the first time I've come to Love Island, so my knowledge is pretty sketchy. Um, but people are saying Jake's a snake. However, if it was any other lad's holiday um, or any holiday in general, the person that's in a couple that goes away with the single people is like, yeah, guys, come on, get involved. I want to live vicariously through you. I think it's quite normal. Maybe it's just me. I mean, what even you... not on a holiday, I would be totally doing that. Like, I'll have a friend text me, I'm going on a date, and I'm like, yeah, go go get it, you know? But, I mean, I don't, I don't actually speak like that. But I'm, like, really excited <laughs> for them. I'm, I'm, like, buzzing for them to, like, have a good time. And I guess that's all he's doing. I think Jake the Snake just works because it's, like, catchy. Yeah, right. and people love a slogan. <laughs> and do yeah. we think they're doing anything wrong? So Jake is in an official couple. They did the little schoolyard girlfriend boyfriend thing. That's fine, whatever. But everyone else is technically single. The only ones I feel that are closer to the boyfriend girlfriend is Millie and Liam, and perhaps Faye and her fella. Like that's they're the only ones that I feel a bit like the. The Hu like Hugo can do whatever he wants. Like everyone else, I don't really care what they do because it's so such fresh relationships. So I feel like just crack on. But they're all fresh relationships, aren't they? And I do think that once you've kind of, I, I personally, I'm an old romantic. And I think if you get off with someone on television, you're sort of like, you're linked. So it's embarrassing. It's as good as a marriage foul. Right. It <laughs> is intense. It's, in it's as intense as that. So <laughs> you basically moved in at this point. Why are you cheating? That's how I view it. I mean, they are all literally living together. 
not not right now, but right. when they're all back in the villa, they are literally living together, which is such an intense relationship. So the whole one day in Love Island is a year in real life kind of makes sense. I Like, I like to ridicule the fact that they are together for a couple of days and they're like, oh my God, betrayal. But also <laughs> they are spending all of their time together. They're like lesbians. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel really sorry for, for Millie. I think she's really into Liam. And and there's a lot of eggs in baskets on this show. And people keep putting their eggs in baskets. And then they keep taking their eggs out of the basket and putting them in new baskets, even though they said they were putting them all in one basket. So, I mean, it's just confusing. Well, the interesting thing is a few nights ago, she said something that I thought was probably the most mature thing to come out of the villa. And um, they were talking about whether she trusts Liam. And she said, no, I don't trust Liam. I've known him five minutes. And I quite mm. like that because it's the only perspective that I've heard on that show since it started this year. Whereas everyone else is like, I fully trust him. He's going to be fully loyal. It's like, no, babe, of course he isn't. <laughs> Have you watched the show? <laughs> but she's got this weird trust in what she's been shown, right? So she was shown that he's not doing anything. So she's swanning around like, oh, he's really behaving. And then Faye was tricked. So so production-wise, Faye was tricked into thinking that he's really misbehaving and he wasn't. And she's been tricked into thinking, so Millie's been tricked into thinking that he's he's behaving, but he's not behaving. I love, again, that they've seen this show for what, 10 years now? <laughs> and they are like, yeah, this thing the producers show me is definitely real. And I, I feel, the only person I feel bad for is Millie because I feel like they're setting her up to be left alone at that fireplace and it's just gonna be so soul crushing that's my only that's my only sadness about the whole thing let's bring it back to to queerness so a minute ago benji you said that you think gays don't communicate with each other either can you dig into that for us like do do you have issues communicating with guys and how would that play out in a gay love island yeah, I mean, I think there's just as much kind of bitchiness and backstabbing in the gay community, maybe more. <laughs> um, and like you say, Shivani, it, I think that's such a good analogy. It's like the RuPaul, um, the, the straight RuPaul for people with no talent, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, you added that no talent part. And that was really <laughs> I don't want to get okay. sued by any okay. of the Love Island people. <laughs> that's okay. All right. Uh, with people with a talent for getting boohoo deals yes Uh, and that's the talent I mean I had to pay for this so um (laughs) yeah I think I think we're just as bad as communicating and you know I had a bit of a transition because I um watch this show for a recap show we do uh, every morning called about last night and before I started um doing this kind of online show I thought you know, there's this whole kind of debate about whether whether LGBT people could be included in Love Island. And my kind of mantra was, the show is trash, it's for other people. If they want it, they can have it. We deserve better. And now watching it, I think it would be great for queer people to have a show like this where we can see relationships play out. And maybe I'm thinking too much into it, but I think a young queer person like me watching it might learn a thing about how not to communicate or how, like Toby, to apologise for your behaviour because there's been a few tender moments like that. There's a lot of trash in it, but there's a few gems where you go, aha, oh, actually, yeah, fair point. He went and apologised and I didn't do that in my last relationship and maybe I could have. So so this is a thing that we all want, right? I mean, I say we all, but like social media is telling us that we want a queer Love Island or a gay Love Island or whatever. 
And now there is going to be a lesbian equivalent. There's like a lesbian island dating reality TV show that I'm presuming none of you have seen uh, exists because we probably have very dis- different Instagram feeds. Um, yeah, yeah. That is how I found out about I it. only see dogs and topless men. That's my Instagram discover. I only see cats and women. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> We're like there's, a mirror. Yeah. There's like a whole other world out there. Um, but... I don't know if we need that because I feel like it's going to send... Well, the, the promo pictures for this lesbian Love Island thing is um, lots of really attractive lesbians um, who are all, like... They all look one way. And I think in the LGBTQ plus community, there are lots of things about... And Love Island is the same. They all look one way. They all look mm. like models and they're all perfect. And I think within the LGBTQ plus community, we have like these exceptional um, ideals of what we're supposed to look like and how we're supposed to fit in. I'm not saying we have that any more or less than the straight community, but I just think that having all of these people saying like, this is a lesbian. If you want to be a lesbian who gets off with other lesbians, this is what you've got to look like. Mm -hmm. And this is because that's the whole thing about like our movement is that like, we shouldn't be telling anybody how they should or shouldn't have to present. And we should be like trying to destroy those labels. So rather than like queer Love Island, how about like no Love Island? Ooh, <laughs> I love that. We don't have a oh podcast if that happens. <laughs> that was the best speech ever. <laughs> no, you're right though, because, and that's exactly what we're seeing with these straight guys in the show. They're all copying each other. Hugo doesn't speak like that, yet he's sat there being like, man, got off the beanbag, bruv. Like, that's not something he would say. And he's putting on an accent to fit in with the other guys. And it is because everyone's kind of perpetuating this stereotype. And maybe you're right. Maybe there should be no Love Island because then also straight people get a chance to be more... What's the word I'm looking for? Liberated? I don't know. Yeah, I just think, like, everyone should be able to be liberated by this like world that we have that we live in where we have to oblige to these standards of whatever and i'm not saying no love island because i love the podcast and i <laughs> thank want you, you to keep inviting me on but i think a revamped version I of love island so would you want a queer love island would you want a gay love island I'd want a gay revamped love island it has to be ah, fully with different I, rules i'm with you i want i want like a real like I I think Are You the One is the closest we've come to. So Are You the One season eight they did and they put like an entirely queer cast in that was entirely pansexual. Could all combinations worked, but also it was in. So, I mean everyone was really hot anyway, but they they could have gone a bit further. But also like I mean I say hot traditionally hot right. They could have done more. I want if if it's gonna happen, I want like a real mix of heights and genders and shapes and sizes and like so it's all about and and i want the games and the activities not to be about like pouring milk down each other but more about like getting to know each other and relationship exercises and working out like what makes you the best fit and like what who's more sexually compatible but like using your brain not just like again you like doing push-ups with a with a mouse trap like i don't mean yeah like what books do they read (laughs) <laughs> can oh, this they sounds read? very boring like, not to be honest <laughs> can they read this is my question I think that's quite important in a relationship to know mm. if your partner can read mm. I don't know about Love Island <laughs> but then also I don't I don't think I don't think you need to take the sexual stuff out because there isn't there's an element like we, we I mean we talk about like inclusivity like like I would love to see a plus size body being 
being sexualized in the same way that I'm seeing a body that's that's like a, a size four. Do you know what I mean? Like I would like to see that body like pour, like those people should be allowed to have milk poured on them as well if they would like to. Like everyone should have equal in this situation. So I think I just would like a bit more depth if they do it. So you just want more people pouring more milk on all variations of body types. If I'm going to be honest with you, I've recently got, I'm lactose intolerant and I've taken milk up my diet. So that may be kind of um, phasing a lot of this conversation. <laughs> I think you've really hit on something with the book stuff. Like I haven't even seen one of them reading a book by the pool. Now that's not, that's not normal on holiday. That's um, why you go on holiday. Well, well, the, the thing is they're not allowed to listen to music. They're not allowed to have books. They have no concept of time. So they have, they don't know what time of day it is. They don't know what time they wake up. They don't know what time they go to sleep. It's all part of the producer's kind of effort to kind of make them the most, most vulnerable they can. Because if you have got like reference points, you'll be like, do you know what, fuck it. I'm not going to have this argument. I'm just going to go and read Jane Eyre or something right. like that, mm -hmm. you know? So then you don't have the argument with Faye. But just as a side note, um, just before I came on the podcast, I was thinking about kind of gay representation, reality TV. Did anyone watch in the noughties playing it straight? Yeah. Yes. And this only just like reinforced the fact that queer people on TV is also appealing to straight people and there is a market out there, you know? Absolutely. That was a great show if you missed it, <laughs> Shivani. It. it was so funny. It was a bunch of men. Some of them were gay, but pretending to be straight and the girl had to choose who she wanted to, de to date. And if it was the gay person that she chose, then the gay person won the money. And it yeah. would be great to see a mix of gay, straight, queer, LGBT people all in one house because there'd be that whole kind of experience of finding right. out who likes what. It would be like chaotic at times. You know, We had that show, it was Big Brother though. They just didn't do the balance right. Like that's essentially what Big Brother was, except- But it wasn't just about finding love, was it? No, no but you could, but, you could, that's, but that's, that's the format you would go down. Like something like that, where it's a real mix of people, right? Like then if you did that, but put everyone in, where there was like a like options for them to date, then there was always like one like really flamboyant gay guy, and that was it. Shout out to Brian Dowling. Um, <laughs> do you? So do you think then? Like, what do you think about the book thing and the challenges, Benji? Would do you want to see a book club in Love Island? Would you go for that? I think it would be great to see a book club just to see what people's <laughs> interests are. But you'd have to make it a sexy book club for like right. the, the audience, you know, and it put poured milk down people while they're kind of <laughs> gyrating on a massive book, perhaps, I don't know, an encyclopedia or something. But right. yeah, it, do you know what? It would be nice to have a mix of things because you've got someone like Sharon being ridiculed for actually kind of having brains and, you know, having a serious job and men feel threatened by her. So if she was actually celebrated through that i think i think i'd actually prefer that you know yeah, that um great. so so yeah I'd, I'd like that i think that's a great idea shivani i think you should pitch it to itv but what you said about the fact that the producers want the contestants to be as vulnerable as possible they want to take away all sort of like elements of time and perspective and everything it just but saying that out loud makes you feel the show's so evil and we know that it's got like negative traits. You know, there's historically been horrific things that, that has gone on to happen since contestants have come off the show. And I just don't know how much the current format is to, you know, ITV talking about like positive mental health and stuff like that we've just spent like 
um, a whole year and a half with no sense of reality in the pandemic mm. than to put people in an island. Like, yeah, it's gorgeous and it's beautiful and they're going to be able to sell bikinis afterwards. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's cruel. Yeah. I but think all, the show's but that's all reality for that TV, right? Like, yeah. Drag Race is the same. Like, they that's produced in a very similar way. Like, like, and that's not calling out Drag Race. Most TV shows that are produced like this are done in the same way. So that element of it, even if it was a queer version, would be the same. Like, reality TV is cruel. That's so. The then, do we want do we want a queer a queer Love Island because then we're just imposing those kinds of behaviours onto queer people? And do we want that to happen to people in our community? That's a really interesting question. I'm going to jump in because I think we always fight, don't we, as queer people for the same representation and rights as straight people. So technically, yes, we'd want that because straight people have it. But actually, if we take ourselves away from it for a second, do we want that? Like, sounds fucking bad. I might like yeah, I want it. I want it. I'd like to see someone else do it, but yeah. I probably wouldn't. How many go of us here would go in if there's like say we were all single and this opportunity for a show like this that we could all go in, would you take it? I would take it. I would want to host it. I'd take yeah. it. I'd go in as a contestant. Fuck it. Yeah, totally. Okay, so Benji, you're a contestant. <laughs> I'm gonna host it with Shivani. I think we'd make a difference. Like there was that we scene. Could, we could be a double act, James, called a they and a non they. <laughs> I love that. That's such a good idea. I will host the morning after podcast. There we go. Done. Iconic. Done. We've got all of our roles sorted. We just need like ten more cast members. Benji, Done. I can't wait for your boohoo deal. Yeah, or pretty little thing. I haven't decided yet. You know what? It's funny because this is a really bad reference point, but I did come dine with me, and you know they the producers were quite mean in that they wanted to stir the pot they wanted us all to argue they wanted it to be you know the, the dinner party's like eight hours long we were tired exhausted they wanted us to snag each other off and it was easily one of the best experiences of my life I loved it I loved meeting new people and I know yeah you can sort of see the bar for my experiences like that and Chessington when I was five I love trash tv so there yeah. you go I've outed myself um but that was easily one of the best experiences because I got to meet new people it was really did you win the grand i came last oh no <laughs> and and i still enjoyed it um but you know i get to meet new people have new experiences kind of and and i thought it was great so i think if we can still get the bimini and Ginny lemon type conversation into a queer love island then possibly our job is done i don't know i think so too if you both could change something tomorrow on the show, like walk in and change it, something very feasible they could do tomorrow, what would it be? Who What's the one thing you'd do? Just one thing you could change tomorrow, just to make it a little bit more queer friendly or inclusive. Can it be pithy? Mm. Mm. Put poppers in. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I love that. That's James great. said a douche. I said a Veruca sock because I want to see like people with fungal infections. Like they shouldn't be, <laughs> yeah. they shouldn't be well, excluded. You feel very alone, and I get that, Martin. It can be I'm isolated. glad you're pushing for that. Um, Shivani, what is the one thing you would do to the show to make it more queer? <laughs> I would have them speak to each other about their feelings and their trauma. I mean, like, I feel like first date stuff, at least in the circles I date in, is like, let's get all of our trauma out on the table. That's Here's great. all my dirty laundry. You can have a look. And if you like it, you can buy it kind of situation. Which I'm pretty sure is not what happens on Grinder, but that is so enlightening <laughs> to me. Yeah, like, what am I doing? Exactly. Uh, well, I, 
I think that could work. You could do it, know the way they had the box and they had to pull the questions out like at the beginning and it was like, it was like suck someone's toe, which they're obsessed with this year, sucking toes. But like, it could be like, what was your first what breakup like? What was coming out like? What was your, like, what was the trauma? What's the thing that when you're trying to fall asleep at four in the morning that keeps you from sleeping? What's that one memory? What's that one embarrassment? Like that stuff. <laughs> oh. Yeah, for sure. Like, for sure. Do you have a good relationship with your parents? Like, dark. Oh, love it. That is What's, so yeah. inspired, guys. That would be like an amazing first episode, like to hit all the contestants with that. And then you watch Twitter and be like, get them in a bikini. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, they can do it in bikinis. I'm not saying no to the bikini. We can drink a glass of milk. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, thank you so much. Shivani, Dave, you are an inspiration. I love you so much. Please check out the Logbooks podcast that Shivani produces. And also Mermaid's podcast, She Said, They Said... And give it up for Benji Potter as well. Benji, how do we find your show that you're doing every morning? About last night, it goes on the Sun's website at about 10 in the morning and you can get all the gossip and hear from ex-Love Islanders straight out the villa what they think about this year's series. All the goss is right there. And give us your social media profiles so we can follow you, please. At Benji's Banter on Insta, TikTok and Twitter. Shivani Dave on Twitter and D-A-H underscore V-E-Y on both TikTok and IG. IG. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to Logistically Difficult. Hope you're enjoying yourselves. My name is Martin Joseph. You can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Martin Joseph. Yes, you can follow me. I'm James Barr. That's also my username at I'm James Barr. You can check out my podcast Again and On Gay for more queer content. And James always tells you Tell a friend. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Make them listen. If they like Love Island, if they like gay people, what's not to like about this? Yeah, don't be so homophobic. Share our podcast. It is homophobic not to listen. (laughs) 